right, happy Halloween month, everybody. It's fucking... We're going to watch all kind of scary movies and shit. It's going to be so good. <laughs> tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. How about those movies you watched recently that were horror movies that you actually did like, despite the fact that everyone always claims okay. no good horror movies are being made anymore? Okay, you were talking about movies, not that we've watched recently, that have been made recently. I don't fucking know. I mean, you, do you want to talk about a movie you've not watched? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't understand. You guys know the question. What's the movies? What movies have you watched this year or last year that were new horror movies that you actually did like? I'm answering quickly so uh, so nobody snatches it. Uh, Ready or Not, I liked. Beautiful. Excellent choice. <laughs> I knew it was yeah. pizzas, too. I fucking knew it. <laughs> he shook his head in disappointment. I was like, that's right, Cheats. D-Hart did that completely on purpose, too. Oh, it's all right. I, I, got, I, got, yeah. a, I got a small list. I like the way his mind stuff. thinks, though. Yeah. It's that fuck others first mentality, and I just really just approve yeah. of that. I mean, D-Hart wouldn't be alive anymore if he didn't have that mentality. <laughs> it's if, so true. <laughs> if I'd seen more recently... That we have, we're not talking about today. Then I might have had a different answer, but I, you know, I've been out of the loop. Well, Ready or Not is awesome. I, li- I liked it a lot. It's, it's fun. It's got great gore. It's got good acting. I liked it. We have a, a whole lot. podcast on it. Yeah. <laughs> a little boy gets punched squarely in the fucking face. Oh yeah, you just don't get that much. <laughs> and. Not just exploding heads, putting asses in seats, but whole bodies exploding, putting asses in seats. Yeah, popping. A goddamn montage, almost of them. Cheats. Well, well, I maybe maybe say... I should go before you steal mine. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good idea. Yeah. So I think my favorite recent one is Possessor, Brandon Cronenberg's uh, newest movie, which I think he's only got two movies. One being antiviral, which is good but super weird. Have you seen that, D Hart? No. It's like a corporation that gives people celebrities diseases. Like, if you're so obsessed with a, with a celebrity, you want the same sickness that they have. So this company provides that for you. That's a very particular kind of weird. Yeah, it's it's super weird. But I mean, it must be incredibly expensive because they have seven clients or something like that. Like, there's no possible way. <laughs> like, no, like, that is new levels of crazy. Yeah, so Possessor is his new film, and it's a horror sci-fi. And Cheats, you watched that with me. Mm-hmm. But, like, at its core, kind of like an espionage film. And I'm not going to go into spoilers because it really is one of the best horror films of the year. So I want people to fucking watch it. But uh, the gore is fucking very, like... like Very uncomfortable. Make, make you, like, like, cringe a little bit. And, like, you you, you want to watch, but also you're kind of like, should I be watching this? Is this good for my mental health? Yeah. <laughs> the core of the story is an espionage film, but it's just directly centered into the horror sci-fi aspect of it. And yeah. it's just really, really good. I don't know if I've ever even ever seen a movie that had jack shit to do with espionage that had horror elements. It's it's very unique. Those genres just aren't mashed. It's super unique. Sean Bean's in it. So Yeah, the the way Well, see you later. <laughs> Bye Sean. I have not seen it, just so you know, this isn't a spoiler, but guaranteed that motherfucker dies. Guaranteed. <laughs> it's a fucking horror movie. What it kinda reminds me of, Philip, is if you take stuff like scanners or firestarter where there's like this organization that does something kind of spy stuff but make it more more horror based and it was kind of like that mm-hmm. really really good really good yeah good time now cheats can go or philip no nope, cheats will go last <laughs> <laughs> i'll pick the wretched which i'm not gonna say it was like an amazing movie or anything like that but it was certainly entertaining it had some really amazing 
film like filmography, photography, whatever the fuck you want to call it. My brain is not on cinematography. It. Cinematography. There oh, it is. Yeah. We did it. We're a podcast that talks about movies. We're on episode four hundred, and I just learned the word cinematography. <laughs> I agree with you. Super spooky. That's one I actually sat down and watched as well. A lot of really cool environmental stuff. Yeah. All of the shooting, all of the sets, all of the the acting is like adequate. Not like an amazing or anything like that, but not, I mean, there's a lot of uh, younger actors in it, so it's like generally in this kind of situation, they kind of suck, especially if they're totally unknown. Wasn't that like the number one movie for a first couple, for a couple months this year because it was, it was out in drive-thrus? Oh, I don't it's know. It's very possible. Maybe, it yeah. I mean, weird movies have been number one this year. Empire Strikes Back comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, Back to the Future. One thing about The Wretched that we talked about in other podcasts is that like, there's a lot of woods in it, so if you want to make something scary, just put some fucking woods in it. Yep. Yeah, and guess what? It's the goddamn woods. It's the most freest place to shoot. Like, no one can prove shit. Like, you can shoot there with zero fucking licensing or any shit like that, and it's like, as long as you don't get caught. And it's fucking inherently spooky. It's like the swamp. It's like, you don't even have to do anything to the set. It's like, oh, you want just spooky atmosphere? Go to the forest at night. Yeah, exactly. Go to the forest and then either at night or wait until like it's just barely morning and, and it's on a very particular day where it's like just fog and steam and fucking mist everywhere. It's like, just free. It's for fucking free. If you want to just bring the level up a little bit, just bring one stage light to get some of those tree shadows to, to contort whatever fucking scary way you want them to. Yeah. I would say I'm, I'm almost a little surprised that Michael Bay hasn't shot stuff out in the woods because then he really could get away with killing extras. But he already <laughs> does now anyway, so, like, what's the matter? The, I think what we've just talked about is the exact reason he hasn't. Like, how could you make a movie in the woods and have it cost $250 million? Like, <laughs> it's, it's not possible. Unless you buy your own woods. <laughs> He's like, we have to own these woods for this film. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just part of the production cost. Well, they would have to all explode at the end. Yeah, the whole woods. <laughs> they will blow up the woods. Whoops. The exploding trees, yes. God damn it. Cheats, now we will allow you to go. Oh, thank you. So <laughs> gracious. There's actually a decent number. I'm probably going to go with Hansel and Gretel. I feel like that... You mean Gretel and Hansel? Gretel and Hansel? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Gretel and Hansel. Yes. Flip, flip it around. Yeah. I feel like that movie is kind of slept on. A little bit. Like, I don't feel like there's, uh, like, a lot of people talking about well, it. Well, if you're Philip, it was literally slept on. I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> I was just like, fuck, I don't want to watch this anymore. And just turned it off. Like, it is insanely beautiful, and it sounds amazing. But goddamn, does almost nothing happen in that. I mean, maybe maybe all kinds of stuff happens, it, but I have to watch it. it fucking long enough for that to happen. It's like, just like there will be blood. It's like, it will there? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a slow burn for sure. Uh, yeah, but uh, Philip is right as far as like the cinematography goes and all the technical, track. the technical aspects of that movie are fucking brilliant. Yeah, like I think uh, not Duncan Jones, Oz Perkins did that movie. Anthony Perkins' son. Yeah, so many great things about it, but it is a very slow burn. Yeah, but the last section of the movie. You know, it's not really that long of a movie. the The last section of the movie is is pretty fucking long. I mean, it was like what an hour and like ten minutes. It was short enough. I was actually surprised we were able to see it in theaters, mm-hmm. or the fact it even went to a theater yeah. at all. Yeah. But yeah, I I like that movie quite a bit. You remember theaters? No. <laughs> I went to the theaters last week. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. <laughs> they haven't really opened here. There's quite literally no one there. Cheats. What the fuck are you afraid of? Walking into a room that's completely empty. It's dark in there. <laughs> I just wouldn't do it. Honorable mention for me: The Invisible Man. 
remake. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that. I was going to bring that one up too. Yeah. I really, really love that movie. Also, Us was last year. Yeah. Unless you're (laughs) D-Heart. I mean, it's okay. You didn't have to like it. Actually, both of us on this side of the podcast... uh, we're not huge Us fans. didn't like us. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Well, it wasn't for us. You know what I mean? It was not for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did. Okay. We. <laughs> uh, another honorable mention, 2019, Doctor Sleep. Oh, man. Which Love it. movies of its nature generally don't... I would have guessed it would have been less horror-y. Even though it is a sequel to The Shining, which is very much a terrifying movie. Mm-hmm. But the casting and everything like that it just didn't seem like they were going to bend towards the horror but then just children's guts are being eaten so it's just like cool while they're screaming in horrible pain and it's just watch that. it's just all fucking shown <laughs> it's hardcore as fuck and also goddamn like how about come out with a sequel to a fucking global phenomenon of a book and both the book and the movie still amazing. Like, it's whatever, 25, 30 years later? Maybe longer? I'm, like, fully on board that Mike Flanagan is, like, the next big horror director. I mean, he already is, basically. With The Haunting of Hill House and... Right. And Dr. Sleep and Gerald's Game, you know, a few of those. But, like, I really think he's just going to be the name in horror uh, as he gets older into his career. See, so, I, I haven't missed, mentioned the most recent things. The uh, Haunting on Hill House or whatever and... uh and Doctor Sleep. I haven't seen those stuff I saw before. Not into. <laughs> so, but I'm willing to give Doctor Sleep a shot. If you've seen The Shining, or I guess just simply read it, even though the book Shining and the movie Shining have different endings. But yeah, so all of that. I mean, I recommend both of those books and both of those movies massively. So. Obviously, The Shining is not a new one, but Doctor Sleep was last year, and I've watched it a few times, and it fucking fucks. I want to see. Apparently, there's a director's recut ending with like a different ending, and I'm like, I want to see that one because maybe it's like the book, which I actually slightly preferred the ending to. But both were good. I picked up the Blu-ray of it like last week, so I haven't watched the Blu-ray. I think that's on the Blu-ray, so I'm gonna give that a watch this this but month. Perhaps you can tell us all. All of us here, all of us listeners here on the podcast. All right, guys, welcome to Motion Picture Meltdown. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen the Rest Rosenberg. Phil the Kill Collins. Cheats the Streets McGee. Andy Hart. And Phil picked the movies for us today. Are these blind picks, Phil? They are semi-blind. I mean, I had a mission in mind. I didn't know. Nobody recommended them to me. I just found them based on the fact that they're new movies. They're both available on Netflix. I thought, this is how movies are going to be for a while. So get used to it, I guess. Uh, It's like, if you want a new movie, it's probably not going to have cost that much. And it's going to be on fucking Netflix because where the fuck else? Nobody's going to pay $20 for Hashtag Alive 2020 or uh, The Bridge Curse, also from 2020. Yeah, and these are both foreign horror movies as well. Uh, one, The Bridge Curse And by foreign, is I mean not American. From yeah. Taiwan. <laughs> and, yeah, of course. everyone. Okay, so probably not everyone listening to this podcast is American, but I, probably. There's a very good chance. If you're not, please let us know. I would love to hear what you think of the show. Anyways. Well, I know for a while we had some European listeners and a couple Australian listeners. Which but... is still surprising to me. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. What's wrong with you? Like, why would you do such a thing? <laughs> Anyways. So... Why would you actually listen to Americans talk? Oh, hashtag Alive is Korean. And uh, like I said before, the bridge curse is from Taiwan. With Mandarin. Well, the good Mandarin. Korean. You said the good Korean? There's no such thing as North Korean movies. I don't know nope. what the fuck you're talking there about. There is, and we're going to watch it eventually. Yeah, one or something. Like, it was produced by King John Eel. Yeah, well, I'm not really that interested. I, 
There's enough I, people I, trying I, to brainwash me I, at any given it, moment. It's a it's a giant monster movie. How much brainwashing could be there be in it? Oh, it, that's where <laughs> they hide all the most brainwash. <laughs> Anyhow, so no, we're not going to know any of these actors. I don't think uh, most of them are younger. Yeah, pretty much all of them are actually. And so we should I'll start with pick. hashtag alive. It doesn't rely on a spoiler. True chains. Yeah. So these obviously will have spoilers in them, uh, as we always do, unless there's a very specific case. And so if you'd like to see these, they're on Netflix. So I, I hate to encourage you to turn off the show, but we probably should if you really want to see. So uh, hashtag alive, the plot is the rapid spread of an unknown infection has left an entire city in ungovernable chaos. Okay. Ungovernable. All right. That word always, uh, for some reason, reminds me of, God, what's his name in The Simpsons? The Arnold Schwarzenegger guy. Oh, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Uh, McBain. Yeah. Him trying to say it. Ungovernable. Ungovernable. <laughs> I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> okay, so, uh, but one survivor remains alive in isolation. It is his story. All right. Already off the bat, like, something that I enjoy about this movie is you don't really get isolation in zombie movies. Typically, your focus is on, like, a group of people or, like, a, a large group of people. So, like, the fact that, like, a large chunk of this movie is about like an isolated person and his particular experiences like during a zombie outbreak it's pretty unique to the genre in my opinion yeah i mean there's things like i am a legend yeah Although those are vampires those are vampires <laughs> no <laughs> we've talked about this mummies vampires witches werewolves zombies all the same fucking creature really <laughs> frankensteins all the fucking same it's like it's really it's like oh but which ones are allergic to fire all of them doesn't matter. Anyways, so... There's um, no fire in this movie. Okay. Let me just make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about fire today. There's no zombies. Okay, so there are zombies. Main character guy, his name is... Jun Wu. Uh, I thought it was Jun Yu. Uh, it might be Jun Yu. See, this is different than... In the subtitles, it was Jun Wu. Or... It was just a letter mm. U. Yes. Okay. Well, whatever. We'll call it Wu. It says it on the internet movie database. Jun Wu is at home doing his normal like. I mean, I guess this is just how fucking people He's a grow streamer. up. These, this is this is just what everybody's fucking doing. It seems like it's like fucking losers. <laughs> no, but <laughs> he's got like fuckloads of technology specifically geared towards creating his own content for the internet. His name yeah. is what is this? Uh, I think it was Morris sixty two. Yeah, something like that. Morris something. It was a number. I'm pretty sure it was yeah. sixty two. And he's. Just fooling around on his computer, and then all of a sudden, fucking apocalypse breaks out outside. And he's like, what the fuck? Unluckily for him, it was when his uh, mom was out for groceries. Actually, I think she left him money to go buy groceries. She uh -huh. was like, go get some fucking groceries. But he wasn't. He was streaming instead. Yeah, he was too busy fucking... <laughs> Fortniting it up. <laughs> yes. Uh, it looked more like It was a, not Fortnite, it was PUBG. Yeah, I was gonna say it looked more like that. But, you know, it's the same fucking... Who gives a fucking shit? It's the same goddamn thing. You know what? That's different. You know what? I am, That's different. I am with, for, for one of the rare times, me and D-Hard are on the same old man wavelength. I'm with you guys. Fuck all of this content forever. <laughs> like, goddamn how can you spend time watching this shit? But then also, I bet there's people just barely older than us that are like, 
who the fuck listens to a podcast? <laughs> like, who's got fucking time for that shit? Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, fuck, I guess we were all just a bunch of freaks. Not only, like, a little bit older than us, but a little bit younger than us, too. Yes. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, it's a very specific subset of our... Luckily, there's a shitload of us, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it is a, every... it's a very small range of years. There's dozens of us. <laughs> there, there's dozens of us. <laughs> Anyhow, so um, he's realizing that everybody outside is basically losing their fucking minds. The TV is telling him, like, shit's going down. Stay the fuck home. Uh, I think it says something in the to the effect of you need to, like... 60 days quick, of food and water. Quickly assemble 60 days worth of food and water where it's like... But if no the apocalypse is already breaking out, like... I mean, I bet I could live for 60 days off what's in my house right now. I mean, if you have a lot of canned food... I mean, not a lot, but I have some. You don't I mean, need you that much like... food to live. It's 30, you can live 30 days with no food at all. It's just, as long as you have water. Can we talk about how fucking cool this, like, breakout scene is whenever he first realizes everything's going down? He, like, looks out of his fucking door off the balcony and shit is just going crazy. People are getting their fucking necks ripped out. Flat popping off. The out fucking there. fire truck is just running through shit. It's like the fucking ending of American Werewolf in London. Yeah, not that there's ever a point where running zombies aren't terrifying, but I feel like specifically this and also Train to Busan, like the running zombies in both of these movies are woo, 28, scary. 28 days later, too. Yeah. Like, do you guys like running zombies more than slow zombies? I mean, I don't have a preference. I don't zombies. like them better. I like them about the same. I generally like the movies with slower zombies better than the ones with fast zombies. But, you know, it if you make a good movie, it doesn't really matter if they're fast or slow. It creates two different very kinds of stories as far as, for like, zombie stuff goes. Well, yeah, the intensity is way different. Yeah. And for faster zombies, it seems like there is... More of a tendency to fuck it up, like World War Z. I'm looking at you, like <laughs> fuck that shitty ass movie. And I'm sorry to Brad Pitt that he had to be in it. That was Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. God, how? I mean, he made a fuckload of money off of it. That's how. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not sorry for Brad Pitt at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sorry for him. I didn't say that. I just don't know how he like. Hey, Philip, you know how in World War Z the zombies made like a giant mountain that went up over the fucking wall or whatever? Yeah. He recreated that in his backyard, but with stacks of money. Yeah. Going over his... <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew you were gonna say that, you fucking asshole. They're like this money that we just dump trucked into your backyard. That's the movie. So just. I mean, give it back, but it'll take a lot of work if you're going to do that. So he is kind of in shock at first, and then he sort of seems to just be trying to, like, pretend it's not happening. He's he, The cell phone signals become trash, I guess. Like, very few towers are left, so you can still get a signal if you can get your phone, like, out in the open enough. But without that, you kind of can't. He sees a fucking video of a guy trying that, because he's, he's like, oh, okay, well, maybe this will work, and then the guy falls off the fucking banister. <laughs> So it's like, well, I'm not doing that shit. It's like, I love it. There was somebody straight filming that. Like, this motherfucker's gonna fall off for sure. Well, that guy was also showboating. It's like, he was enjoying his streaming. (laughs) He was showboating, and the other guy was hot-dogging. And you you see what happens when that happens. You don't hot-dog or showboat. You can't do it. I mean, you can. It's just, you're you're taking your life in your hands. And the entire world's life, in Armageddon's case. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. They show him sort of over a, a period of... I think it's 20 days before he kind of even becomes aware of anyone else around. And he's, like, basically losing his goddamn mind. Like, he gets a voicemail from his parents, and he's like, fuck yes. 
And it's just a voicemail of them all dying. It's the perfect South Korean movie moment. Like, Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, finally some hope. Oh, yeah, you want some hope? Well, we're all out of that, but we got some razor blades if you'd like to chew on those for a while. <laughs> Melodrama. Love it. Just so you know, it's it's a little bit of a weird time. I don't know. I guess maybe not a weird time, but it's an interesting time to release this movie because everybody's feeling isolation. Right. <laughs> Like, everybody. Because even the people who are, like, anti-masking and don't give a fuck about their life and are like, oh, masks don't do anything, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to go out into fucking public and go to a fucking 500-person wedding, etc., etc. Even those motherfuckers, their friends at least, some of them won't come near them. Like, right. everybody is feeling this. So it's weird to release it this year, especially for the people like me who live alone and are super isolated, just generally. It's like, I was watching this this morning and thinking, like, fuck. Maybe I should just blow my brains out. <laughs> no! You should not! I wonder if that was intentional to resonate with people. There's no way that they managed to film this this year. It's like, oh, we gotta get it out. <laughs> it's like, no, they would have had to have this done. At least last year. I think it would have been kind of insensitive to specifically make this this year. Like, I think they got lucky. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a popular movie. It's got, like, I think an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is nuts. Like, I, I mean, the mov movies have to be incredibly high quality to get that high of a rating, like, generally speaking. I didn't look terribly into this, but, you know, per Wikipedia, it's based on, a, like, a 2019 script that, yeah, so the director um, helped with the dude who actually wrote the, like, original script, and then he changed it for Korea. So that means it would have been filmed last year, and this was released this year in June in South Korea before it actually hit uh, Netflix. So apparently it did like pretty well over in South Korea. It actually had the says uh, the highest first day viewership of any film since February 2020 prior to the outbreak of COVID-19 in South Korea, mm. which I don't know what their levels are. I'm under the impression they're doing a hell of a lot better than the U.S., which is an incredibly low bar. I think they were one of the countries that reacted way better. Yeah. I, like on the short list of like like top five or something. It's also a very small country. I was going to say, I think, I think a lot of people over, and I don't want to fucking talk about it because who gives a fuck, but I think a lot of people overlook the fact that the U.S. is actually fucking massive in the words of Laszlo from what we do in the shadows. It's like, it's not the size of South Korea. It's the size of like 80 South Korea. Yeah. Right. So, little bit of a different, like we have states that did as well as South yeah. Korea. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's just hard to manage that many people, especially when they're all fucking stupid. <laughs> Anyways, so he's run out of water, he's run out of food, and he's like, you know what? Fuck this. He's not even hit that yet. Like, very first day the outbreak starts, some dude runs into his apartment, and he's like, been bit. And, like, the guy comes in, and he's just like, oh, you know, you, you gotta help me. Like, he's doing that thing, like, showing where you're, like, hiding the spot. But he's just like, there's people going crazy out there. First, Junwoo is just like, I don't know about it. And then, like, the guy goes in the bathroom. And then as soon as he shuts the door, just the news pops up. And it's just like, if you see any of these symptoms, this person's been infected. And he's just like, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> crazy dude in my apartment. Dude, the effects here look really cool, too, where his fucking eyes just immediately go bloodshot and then start bleeding. I know it's CG in, in that moment when it's actually turning bloodshot, but, like, it looks really effective yeah they, yeah they they cut it well like that's how you do it like you just do a good cut where you don't show five minutes of cg blood as soon as i saw it or as soon as i said that on the news i expected him to come out looking out looking like a he just popped out of a fulci movie which one 
Uh, City of the Living Dead. City of the Living Dead. Yeah, if, you, if you'd like to see that, okay, but I wouldn't. <laughs> no, it's not so bad. Anyways, this is one of those situations where, unfortunately, people don't stand their ground. Like, people are just waffling, like, even in their, like, stupid, weak humanity. It's like, no, if somebody comes in your apartment and you obviously know they need to leave, fucking make them leave. He does once he's turned. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, once he's fully monsterized. Well, there's a interesting part here where you kind of see the struggle between them losing their humanity and going into full zombie. Yeah. Because the guy knows he needs to leave, like the zombie. Yeah. And he tries to leave. So there's actually a really cool contortionist like part where half of his body is reaching for the door and trying to leave, and the other half of his body is like making the creaky crack sounds and like reaching toward the main character like he wants to eat him. It's like this inner battle from human to zombie that you're literally watching happen, and I yeah. fucking love it. It's pretty good. That's good directing and acting, obviously. He kicks that dude out of his house, and that's the last time his walls are breached, I think, until, no, until a fair bit I... later, because a big fat dude busts in through there, too. Yeah. Apparently they had a door behind their fridge. Oh, that's because he moved the fridge into yeah, his doorway. Yeah, he moves the fridge into the hallway. No, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah he, pushed his, he pushed his refrigerator into the hall, or like, to block his main entrance. Right, yeah. And uh, that didn't do shit, evidently. Like, not only did the zombie get through his locked door, but just pushed a fucking... It would be very difficult to push a door that had a fucking refrigerator. Well, not if you're a great big fat person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's like, just walks through it. It doesn't even seem like he's like slamming into it or anything. He's just like, yomp, and just like fucking cat tanks his way in the fucking apartment complex. I love the part where he's watching the news and the fucking ramen ad comes onto the fucking... Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, are you shitting me, an ad? Yeah. And then, and then he immediately goes and eats his last ramen meal after watching the ad of someone eating ramen. So good. It doesn't make a whole lot of difference in this movie, I don't think... I, I kind of didn't finish my thoughts on it originally, but, like, one thing that I like is that, like, so he's stuck in his apartment, and he still has, like, power and water for a little while, and, like, he's still getting, like, some cable service, because, like, I feel like you'd have that at least for a little while, but, like, a lot of, like, movies that are like this, especially in zombies, is just, like, one zombie on screen, everything shuts the fuck down. It's all done. And most of the time, they show this as, like, a, a build-up, but it's, like, we actually show, like, the slow, like, degradation of, like, him being isolated, and also the fact like he can't get drinking water anymore, so then he has to start, it has to start going to the liquor cabinet to have some sort of fluid. And just imagine being in the situation, just fucking lit twenty four seven because you have nothing else to drink. Lit twenty four seven, dehydrated twenty four seven, and no fucking food. It would take nothing to get him hammered, and he's drinking like bottles of like rye and whiskey and shit. This thing Cheats is talking about is, like, that's very common in uh, horror movies, zombie movies, apocalypse movies, where as soon as anything pops off, all of all services instantaneously fail. It kind of makes sense to me, because it's, like, generally speaking, there's chaos in the street, and as soon as that happens, especially in the United States, I don't know how the infrastructures are in other countries, but we straight up build our shit to fail. Like, it takes one car crashing into one fucking light pole, and half the goddamn city can lose their power. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like, water well, yeah, if we didn't better. build it that way, yeah, because water's going to just run. It's fucking water. Like, oh, the water pressure until, has its... Like, and the pressure's down. Right. Like, like whatever like reservoir. If, right, if around. the electricity is down there or whatever, like, that'll run longer. The, 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 the system you're using. Yeah, once again, the, all, all infrastructures are built equally. Uh, you said chaos in the streets, and I respond with paranoia in the sheet. Yeah, yeah, because it's, you know, no. a bad event. Fuck you! That was good! <laughs> all right? <laughs> God, I'm just going to fucking kill Joel Mingle. 
Fuck yes, what a great revenge. <laughs> Killing him, yes. It's, it's, it's the only revenge. <laughs> it has to happen. I'm just saying this preemptively because I guarantee the feedback is going to be something Joel's saying shitty about me again. No, we have different feedback. I don't believe you. You're going to get a text right now while we're recording from Joel just being like, hey, tell Cheats to go fuck himself or something similar. Yeah. Now I know where the paranoia came from. Yeah, I didn't get it before. There's the paranoia in the streets. Cheats fucks in the streets, all right? I don't know if you remember from previous podcasts. Cheats no. fucking in the streets. And you know why. And I know but, why. He anyway, doesn't. so uh, he gets pushed to the point where he's ready to commit suicide. He's uh, taking some wires out of a, is it a uh, ceiling fan? Yeah, I don't know what he's, I mean. That's like, where he's drawn the, 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 uh, the wires down from. Anyway. Right, he's, hung, he's, he's hanging himself from a light fixture slash fan. And uh, he's like, well, here we go. And generally speaking, in this kind of moment, this is, again, where they kind of pivot slightly, but in an extremely significant way. Like, he puts the noose around his neck and then just kicks the fucking thing out from under him and is choking to death. Like, legit gonna die right now. Now, I don't know if he actually still would have died because ends up, like, he just wiggles around for a minute and then it just pops down. So he might have just done too shitty of a job with his hangman's noose. But, or maybe if he just didn't w struggle, he would have just simply sh choked to death. But at this moment, a serendipitous laser pointer points in through the window and starts, like, shining light on all kinds of things. At first, I'm like... Melodrama. This is a sniper. This is really unlikely. And also, I'm assuming what's going to happen is that they're going to shoot him down, like, save him from... Robin Hood style. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Prince of motherfucking thieves. I'm glad they didn't go that route. Why do we keep bringing up <laughs> Prince of Thieves, like, practically every other podcast? Because it hurts more for Steven. Just to piss me off. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so he wiggles around, get, like, falls loose from it, and then follows the laser pointer around in the room and it's somebody spelling out something with, like circling words on the wall with the laser pointer and basically tells him to stop being such a coward <laughs> like don't kill yourself don't do that turns out there's someone directly across the way who's also still alive you been you been <laughs> she's a badass so what he's wondering at this point is where you been <laughs> uh, I, I was gonna say how you been <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what <laughs> I'm down for both of those puns. How you been? Where you been? It's it's pretty good. What's up? So he has secured zero food. Meanwhile, she has, like, stock of food. She has a put fucking predator trap in, on her front door. Fucking yeah. A. Come on, kill me! I'm here! I'm in my apartment! I'm Korean! She's fucking handling this way better. I mean, she is, but also, she definitely also tried to kill herself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> She's handling it better because she's just ahead of him. Like, he might have gotten there eventually. We won't know because she intervened on his behalf of stopping him killing himself. Yeah, another thing also, she doesn't actually, like, the words are not used, but you can kind of see, like, the difference. is like, her hobby is more, like, rock climbing and camping and doing things like that. Because yeah. you can just see by, like, all of her gear. So, of course, like, she's more prepped for, like, doing, like... Survival. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's more prepped for survival. Look... Here, here it is. She's done things. He's looked at computers. <laughs> like, this is the difference. Like, like whenever we did the question years back, uh, what's your favorite memory from being in the woods? And Cheats was like, well, I don't really go in the woods. I've never once been in a wood. Yeah, basically. <laughs> this is the reality for um, Mr. Yu, or Wu, or however the fucking June Wu. They start talking. She sends him some food in a, in a uh, like, they create a zip line between the two apartments yeah. using a... Um, drone. He, he has a drone that he uses several times in the movie. Yeah. Well, she first tries to make the zip line by throwing a baseball with a tether on it 
yeah. across the parking lot, which fails miserably. Not realizing she has the upper body strength of a fucking cricket. Like, this is this is the saddest throw. Doesn't even make it halfway. I mean, well, she throws a ball like a girl. Maybe oh, she... Off. It's a Sandlot reference, I, you fucks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe she could have done it, like, day one. Yeah, she's she's possibly you know, reduced in muscle mass given that she hasn't eaten. Either she's way, been rationing for like days. This, this seems highly unlikely, just given the the width of this, yeah, <laughs> the space in between them. So he flies his line over there. She ziplines him some granola bars and some some water and a little note that says like "eat it slow." Basically, like I already know you're a fucking moron. Like <laughs> you're just gonna wolf this down. You didn't even tie your fucking noose right. No. <laughs> we didn't mention it. There's, like, a crazy scene right before this. Like, before he tries to hang himself, he just, like, goes out into, like, his apartment building to just, like, get killed by zombies. And then he ends up running into, like, an entire horde. And, like, there's a scene of him, like, running around the building, basically, uh, before he actually, like, gets back into his apartment, which was stupid intense. And then her baseball trick, you know, at, at this point, almost gets her killed. Because one thing that we hadn't mentioned, they say on the news report that some of these zombies have, like, very basic understanding of almost, like, memories of, like, doing things. Like, they can open doors. They don't just, like, go right for it. But, like, if they kind of brush up against it, they might, like, remember They remember. It. They remember. <laughs> so, like, damn it. They're going by kind of the Land of the Dead. Yes. Yeah, Land of the Dead. Have you ever yeah, seen that Yeah, for one? sure. Yeah, yeah. Where the gas pump attendant is still, yeah. like, trying to pump gas. And... So in this case, it's a fireman who's definitely climbed a rope before and is like, hey, this is a rope, and it goes up the side of this building. I should climb it. Uh, the spinoff of Maniac Cop, Fireman Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think we actually made Maniac Fireman during that episode. We talked about that specifically. <laughs> Volunteer Fireman, yeah. I believe. So the fireman zombie makes his way all the way up to her apartment, and uh, she gets, like, straight owned by this table that the rope was tied to that gets yanked instantly across her apartment and slams into her. Does She does a fucking flip over it. It looks gnarly as shit. So she's, like, I guess just injured and, like, like disoriented, because I doubt she got knocked unconscious by this. But then she gets up, and he's, like, just reached her railing. Meanwhile, dude across the way is trying to, like, crash into the fireman zombie with his... Well, first he starts uh, throwing bottles, trying right. to get his attention, and then has to resort to the drone. He's cutting him with the blades. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite part about the fireman zombie is his fuck you faces to the to the fucking guy across the yeah. street. It's like, yeah, I know there's somebody up here. I'm going to fucking eat him. I'm gonna yeah, eat he's him. like, I know you're trying to distract me too. <laughs> yeah. It's just the exact... <laughs> I don't know why my fireman zombie also sounds like a molester. <laughs> <laughs> this is the exact face that Mars gives me whenever he's like chewing on something and he wants my attention and I don't want to get up and hang out with him. I'm just like, I'm on, I'm watching a movie and he just turns and I'll, I'll like throw something at him and he'll just turn and be like, really? You think that's going to work? I'm going to chew on this twice as hard now. Fuck you. <laughs> that's what this fucking zombie is doing from across the parking lot. Flat out dick zombie. So he, he gets his hand chopped off by, uh, where you been? And... She's like, God, that was a fucking close one. We gotta do something here. So, over the course of the next however many days it is, I can't remember if they show us another day increment, like, flash on the screen, but... I think they were in their apartments for a 
about 30 or so days. I think they met on like day 20. I could be getting that mixed up. It may have been they met on like day 30. But like kind of what happens now is like they've been communicating back and forth with um, with their cell phones basically by just like putting messages on their screen. Well, he has a walkie-talkie. This is where he, he leaves his apartment, goes into the unit next door, and is able to get a pair of walkie-talkies. I guess just everybody in South Korea are just mountain climbers. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't have access to walkie-talkies. I didn't tell you that much. If I lived in an apartment complex, I definitely wouldn't know which dude was the mountain climber guy because I just ignore my neighbors. I don't think that that was a, a thing that he did intentionally. Right. I think that was just like, He was just lucky. like, here's some keys. Let's go in that apartment and see what yeah. happens. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, I mean, it is incredibly fortuitous for him. Yeah. But uh, there is a zombie in there, so maybe not so great. But he ends up getting some Nutella and some survival supplies and also a radio so that they can communicate across the way, like actually speak to each other. Which, it doesn't make any sense because it's like, he's this guy that knows only, 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 only about technology. That's all he fucking knows about. And he's just a fucking idiot for these two-way radios. He can't figure out how to like not press the button. He can't figure out when he is or isn't on call with her. He's, just, he's a dope. Whatever. Yep. She she decides to come over there and like straight just chops her way through zombies with so, her little pickaxe thingy. She straight fucking SEAL Team 6 is her way down the side of the building. Like, she's done this 50 times. Okay, well, this is after they've devised the plan. It's like, hey, there's a building over here that's got, uh, the 8th floor is empty. Yeah. Supposedly. It's a floor above Junwoo. Well, yeah, I can see why they would think it was empty, because every other floor is just littered with dead bodies and blood and fucking broken bicycles and all kinds of crazy shit, and that floor is literally empty. Until they get there, and then there's zombies on it. It makes no fucking uh, sense. Well, they follow they followed from a different direction. They came up a whole different way. Like, they were all the way across, like, down this, like, walkway. So it doesn't make any real sense, but I guess maybe... I guess they did hear him with all the commotion or whatever. Anyhow, they all come up, and they get saved at very last possible second by some random guy who evidently has many survival supplies, including smoke bombs, shitloads of fucking food. Spam. Yep. He rescues them, and they're both like, you seem like you're sketchy, though. And he's like, hey, bitch, I mean, you guys for helping, I open my door. I'm not sketchy, I got spam. I got spam, I got corn, I got rice wine, everything you want. Just FYI, future for everybody, this has been in a million movies. It's just like, you know, if somebody pours you something, and then they pour the same thing for themselves, what the poison could just as easily have been in the glass already, and that's Always the fucking case. Like, just because somebody drinks something that they poured doesn't mean it's safe for you to drink. But you'll, ne you'll never know because this it doesn't happen in real life. Obviously, they should have taken the cup that was in front of them. <laughs> exactly. Fucking, what's his name? Vizzini. Vizzini. He's fallen victim to of one of the classic blunders. I expected that. <laughs> of course, you, you would have counted on it. And so I can clearly not choose the glass in front of you. <laughs> I took it as he drugged the food, personally, but who knows? No, the yeah. food was sealed. The span, they opened they the They literally span. show them popping the tops. I don't know. It's just fucking coated the glass. It's such a, it's a classic espionage fucking spy shit. Anyways, so he, they both like are kind of like woozy and like falling asleep, and he drags you, Ben, into one of the separate rooms that's like all locked up. God, I, I thought this was going to get rapey and I was going to be real mad. I was yeah. like, seriously, <laughs> can we just one movie, please? 
And uh, he drags her in there and locks her in there. So it's not rapey. It's other classic zombie trope where there is a guy who has only one person left in their life. And that person is a zombie. And they are, like, feeding them and, like, basically trying to keep the idea alive that they exist by keeping the zombie alive even though they're clearly basically dead from this disease. So he drags her in there and he's got this insane fucking pulley system rigged up. This hardware is so specialized. It's like on every little corner there's like a it's like a big giant waist-worn dog leash for his wife in this room. He lets it loose and like starts like you know giving her slack so that she can go over and eat the girl. And he's like explaining why he's doing this during this entire situation. But uh, Jun Woo uh, wakes up enough to start wielding the gun that they scooped up off the ground outside. Yeah, you would think that maybe he would like zip tie Jun Woo's hands to something rather than just together. Eh, this guy's not an expert on this. He was expecting him to be unconscious. Yeah, he didn't and use he wa- enough. He was, you know, for a minute. He didn't take into account just how drunk Jun Woo's been for the last two months. <laughs> And how drunk he probably was at this moment. <laughs> he's like, he's like, motherfucker, what'd you put in that fucking fireball? <laughs> like, I've been drinking straight whiskey, motherfucker. He gets up and he's like, look, back the fuck up. And he's like, okay, just lets the leash go. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck. And he has to run over there, grab the leash, try to prevent that happening. Which is stupid because the zombie wife is already completely on top of you, Ben, and. More length for the leash is going to do literally nothing. And also, it got a bunch more before he grabbed it. So it's like totally silly. But he's desperate. Yeah, he's just desperately trying to, to fix the problem. Yeah, so uh, the screaming stops, and you think that, uh, you know. Yeah. You Ben's pro- <laughs> You Ben's been had. You been eaten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, goddammit. Totally normal name in any other, or in Korea. Now to us, it's just. It's, it's just, just pun it's, it's just you, Ben. Yeah. yeah. She's able to handle herself, and basically they... She puts a pillowcase over the zombie's head, and she stops... <laughs> yeah, it's the classic pillowcase blender. Yeah. <laughs> it is classic. They do this exact thing in fucking Train to Busan. God damn it. <laughs> this is how zombies are in Korea. You just cover their head up, and it's like, okay. I think it works on demons, too, because they do it in The Conjuring, too. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they mentioned... Uh, that this started in Seoul, and I was thinking, oh, well, this is probably a sequel. <laughs> there is a sequel to Train to Busan. Well, there's a prequel. There, no, no, there's a sequel, too. No, there's a film. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's like Train to Busan presents this movie, and it was in theaters, and then they're like, they didn't even show it. They were just like, ah, oh, never mind, and they just pulled it. I was like, fuck you. I was so stoked to go see it, and then they just took it away, and it's nowhere. Not that I've seen it. Not that I've been It's called, uh... Peninsula. Yeah, that's the name of the movie. It's like, Train to Busan presents Peninsula. And uh, I was fucking jacked for it, and then it just disappeared. So, in any case, we are getting a Train to Busan sequel, and I bet it fucks. But anyhow, so they... The wife gets the thing off of her head and jumps and eats the husband, and then... Yeah, he unlocked the door whenever the screaming stopped. Right, yeah. Because he was like, oh, they must be... Well, it's like, well, this is over. I told them he could go. (laughs) Yeah, and... She shoots them both, just because they're about to turn on them, probably. Like, well, yeah, as soon as he's eaten, they'll uh, both be zombies. Wife is snacking on her husband. Yeah. He's like, this is okay. He's like, actually... I deserve this. This is fine. <laughs> and, uh... D-Hart's fucking whiny 
zombie husband. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Just do it. I'm a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so, um, she shoots them both, and then she's like, actually, just fucking, let's just end it. There's enough bullets in here. Let's just fucking kill each other. They run up to the rooftop because they heard a helicopter coming by. They want to get to the chopper. And Phillip's right here. She's like, just go ahead and, and kill me, and then you can kill yourself. And then they hear the chopper. Mm-hmm. So at that point, they run up to the roof. Uh... I actually don't think this plan would have worked, the killing yourself plan, because uh, earlier in the movie, when the cop loaded the gun, she was only able to put two bullets in the gun, and then her gun got hit out of her hand. No, the, there's bullets still in it, because... Uh, he shoots two zombies June, when he's on June the roof. shoots two zombies up there. Like, at a, I think three, actually. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I think she got more rounds in it. I'm not entirely Which, sure. I mean, she shows her only be able to... Jam two in there real quick. I agree with Steven, but also anything can happen in the cut. Like, we don't know how many she actually got in there. We there. saw her put in two rounds. It doesn't really matter because who gives a shit? It, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not effective in any kind of way, but you're right. They, it doesn't matter, but because I've noticed that, I expected them to try and shoot each other. Yeah. Try to kill each other and not be able to. Exactly. Ooh, or even better, there was, there was just one bullet left and he shoots her and then he doesn't have one left for himself. Straight up, well, I won't say, I won't say what movie that is. Because I'm not cheats. Now that's South Korean. Yeah, that would be deep South Korean right there. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking deep South Korean. God damn it. That's that's pulling old school right there. Yeah. Why don't y'all get back across the Mason-Dixon line? Now ask me if I feel bad. <laughs> it's true, cheats doesn't feel bad anymore because of who the subject was in that situation. It's also been long enough. No, I don't I don't feel bad. It's just the principle. We gotta bring up old shit. <laughs> so they, um, they run up to the roof. They waste their last couple of rounds of ammo just in a desperate attempt to kill off three of these 90 zombies which are slamming through this fucking hole. They don't see any choppers around, but of course, the ever-faithful movie chopper that can be completely fucking silent until it's directly on top of you. Sneaky. Bullshit. Dude, they just got true lied to. <laughs> true lied to. <laughs> this isn't as egregious, though. I agree with you, it's still silly, but it's like, they at least hear the, like, like a, a very, like a very low worrying as it gets closer, because helicopters are fast as fuck, right? So mm-hmm. it's not like some movies where it's just like there's nothing and then just. Yeah, it's not the sneaky bulldozer. Yes, <laughs> there would have been no kind of advantage for the people piloting the helicopter to fly up next to the building and then slowly rise up to the level of the top of the if building. If anything, that would only... That'd make it worse. Make, it, would, it would only make them get them in a situation where they could have been killed by zombies. Right. Zombies could have jumped off the roof into the blades and crashed the fucking yeah. helicopter. And it's like, no, they would have flown up from a no. wide berth. Philip, it came down from the clouds because God sent it to the building. It didn't come from the clouds. It came from the fucking ground. <laughs> you God, butthole. Hold on. God sent it from the cloud to, to the hell. ground. And then back up. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> it, at the last possible second, slowly rises up. Two dudes armed with automatic weapons take out, like, a good number of the zombies. They board the helicopter and Bob's your uncle. Slice of fried gold. They escape. It's a total Shaun of the Dead moment. Yep. I mean... Where the military just shows up little. and fucking mows them all down. Or, again, <laughs> the mist. <laughs> Except for just... They, in that case... The mist out South Korea is South Korea. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's it. They look on their phones, and it uh, turns out this isn't so... Maybe it's not as bad as all that. <laughs> oh, nope, there they are. <laughs> so, like, it did hit, like, the highly populated area super hard, but I think they're they're still only guesstimating, like, something like 50,000 dead yeah. from the from the disease. Well, so it's infected, just, like, yeah. They, they clearly contained the living fuck out of this. 
Because 50,000 would have just been that area where they were. Period. Like, the, the part where they saw it getting, like, firebombed at one point, and, like, like the power went all the way, and then, like, all of that area would have been at least... It would have been more than 50,000 people. Like, way more. So, they're clearly doing a, a good job containing this, and they the fact that he posted a selfie on social media before he lost internet and power that just was like, I'm alive, here's my fucking address. Jesus, fuck, please, fuck. And, uh, yeah. I guess a message for all of us, like, don't give up. <laughs> or do. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's move on to the somewhat more convoluted and less artistic, but perhaps no less valuable, The Bridge Curse from 2020. University students planning a bravery in initiation test for their fellow classmates choose the campus bridge rumor to be haunted by a vengeful female ghost and this is a taiwanese movie and again they speak chinese so i actually watched the which is out of character for me but i actually watched hashtag alive with the english sub english uh not subtitles dub. but english dub because that's what it defaulted to and the acting of the dub was good so i like just stuck with it like um didn't I bother me at all been a dub for the uh for the bridge, for the bridge curse, curse? I do too the because they fucking move quick. The subtitles are bad. Yeah, they're not I mean, good. It's not, it's not the translation that I have a problem with. It's the fact that uh, it's, they put white on white. Yes, a bunch. We noticed that too, yeah. and we're bitching about it. Yeah, this was tough. I didn't even look for. I didn't look for a uh, dub track for this, but I guess D Hart must have. I didn't look for one. Uh, probably would have been a good idea, but yeah, the subtitles aren't great. So if you watch this movie, just know. Uh, you yeah, gotta be able to pay I mean, the fuck attention because you have to read them quick and they're on white backgrounds and the text is white. So And they bounce from top to bottom sometimes. Oh yeah, constantly. <laughs> a lot of what's shown in this movie is like live streaming and a lot of live streaming is like, oh, this is the comment section which has a white background. Naturally has. So anytime that's going on and there's comments down there they don't want to block, they'll move the fucking subtitles to the top of the screen and it's like, we can't read the fucking comments anyway. Like, what are you doing to us? <laughs> Wait, why move the subtitles? I fucking hate the transitions back and forth between the live streaming and the regular camera work. Yes. I fucking hate it. I hate it. Luckily, it... it... You hate the, the whole found footage genre to begin with. Yeah, Steven has a problem so, with this. It fucks with his eyes and his sense of equilibrium, motion sickness, etc. It, it pissed me off, so I know it pissed off Steven. <laughs> like, you don't even have to say anything to me. There were several times when I actually had to fucking turn away from the TV... Which is really fun on a movie that you have to read. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, this is bullshit. I, yeah, clearly we should have looked for a dub. But Another thing that was really throwing me off with it, too. I figured it out, I think, about a half, or about a fourth of the way through the movie. And I'll just mention it now, so that way, if anyone going into this watching it, it'll help them. Are we going to give a spoiler warning here? Or? Yeah, we did up top. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, we already gave a spoiler warning. I'm not going to mention the, the end yet. I'm just going to mention that, like... It starts with a reporter, and then it shows the college students. And what you need to know in watching this movie is the reporter is investigating what happened to the college students four years before she's actually investigating. Yeah, this. the timelines are different. Yeah. The, is, what, so, is what the viewer needs to know. They make that pretty clear. Not right off the bat, they don't. It's a little later into the movie, probably 20 to 30 minutes, where until they show their first date. Well, no, I, I mean, without the date, they, they like, almost went out of their way completely to show. And this is also a tell for the rest of the movie. So, again, spoilers. This is your last warning. They all have vastly different technologies and different years of cell phones. And they're all Apple products, so they're specifically like, here's the iPhone 4. I wonder when that's from. Here's, the, here's one that is live streaming, which isn't... From when the iPhone 4 was a thing. Like, 
there's a but they sh- they show it. I mean, like right away, I was like, oh, so this is a, one of those jumping through timelines things. Like it, I thought it was like exceedingly clear. But you're also super tech savvy. Like I think for the average viewer, I guess for the average viewer, they're not gonna fucking even pay attention to which iPhone model. Uh, is, if it was like a flip phone, yeah. I think that would be pretty easy to figure it out. It'd be jarring enough. I mean, we should just go ahead and say it, since we're uh, kind of talking around it. The, when the they have flashbacks throughout the movie to uh, the murders, well, the ghost murders, <laughs> the deaths revolving around ghosts. Yes. From two different periods. Yep. Because it's it happens on uh, leap day. And uh, that's when this ghost attacks. Which is really and funny. And there, there are two situations that we're flashing back to. But some of the characters carry over. Which makes it a little confusing if you, you know, if you haven't been paying a 100% attention. Yeah. Like, hey, I, I wish I could watch it again. And it's like, it kept track of who's who. And who's like, in what timeline and yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Because you just think that people are, you know, oh, they changed their clothes, or maybe you didn't even notice. There's a few things, unfortunately, working against us as English-speaking people. We have to read the subtitles. As people who don't let watch primarily American films, we are going to have a harder time telling all these characters apart. We don't know any of these actors. We don't. Everything that they're doing would be great if we were from the country from when sh- this comes. But... It works a lot less for us. And if you have any outside distractions, you're just fucked. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the reason I was mentioning, like, going through timelines is, is actually, for me, was related to the subtitles. Because, like, the subtitles just kind of, like, fly by, and then I couldn't keep track of names. So then, like, while I'm sitting there watching, I'm just like, all right, whatever. I guess I'll just go ahead and, and bring up, like, Wikipedia or IMDb so that way I have faces to go with character names. There's no Wikipedia page for this, and the IMDb for this movie only Jesus shows the Christ, actors. you were just names. out on your fucking own on this one, weren't you? Yeah. You well, were on the fucking moon. Well, I think... <laughs> fuck you. But she like, was adrift you know, in a sea of actually having to find out the movie in due course by watching it. <laughs> I wasn't trying to look up the plot. What I'm saying is that, like... You fucking liar! About a fourth of the way through the movie when Steven and I were watching it, I was just like, okay, these are two separate timelines yeah. now. And I figured that out. But it's like, I would have figured that out sooner had well, I been we, able to... I, I, asked, I, said, I said, are these two separate timelines? And both of us were just like, ah, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think what I said was, yes. And then there was a line went, no. no you said yes, no, line. yes again. Yeah. Like, I was like, so what is it? <laughs> what is the truth? Just typical movie making. You understand that there are two timelines going on because they're talking about the murders and this number of kids. Yes. So you understand that there are at least two. They fool you because they've also mixed in a third. Well, again, right. yeah. it's extremely subtle, but they, when they go out of their way to tell you information in movies, I always make note of it. So, like... They are given access by this, like, slightly crooked police officer or security agent or whatever the fuck he's supposed to be to the reporter and her cameraman to just watch the footage and read through all the, like, evidence from the case for where... So this case is that five students drowned mysteriously after doing this stunt thing. So they're investigating that. And so in due course of doing that, they're watching all these, like, security footage. And he specifically says everything previous to 2012 is, is, is destroyed. We don't keep that. It's like, oh, you mean so exactly four years previous to this, what they're investigating? Odd, <laughs> since everything seems to be in exactly four-year increments okay. because of leap year. Okay, so this is the legend of the ghost. The uh, it was It's a, way hardcore. <laughs> a girl was going to elope with a guy, 
they were going to meet on his, she was meeting him on his bridge, or was supposed to, but uh, he didn't show up in time. And uh, Sintra Texas said, LOL, fell asleep, <laughs> see you tomorrow. Yeah, in 1960. <laughs> and uh, she goes up these steps, and then she's attacked by five guys. Burgers and fries. Who uh, drowned her. Well, they, they rape her and then drowned her. Yeah. Steven, how dare you? <laughs> you fucking take that back. <laughs> Anyways. So, uh, the legend goes that she, every four, every, every leap day, she returns and uh, drowns five people. I, I, to get revenge. Let me just, let me just quickly. Are and there roving gangs of rapists? Are there? And if, the, if yes, can we just, like... Hire somebody to be bait for roving gangs of rapists and just go vigilante these motherfuckers. If this is a real... It's in every goddamn movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at this. A rape gang just happening by. It seems like three episodes, Philip was just shitting all over Paul Kersey. And now he's just like, where's Paul Kersey? Oh, well. You know, <laughs> Paul Kersey's like, oh, you, you knocked over that package and laughed about it? You're dead. <laughs> also, that could have had like... He's a, a horrible actor. That package could have had her insulin. We don't know. That could have... That could have been a death sentence. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He should assume it's a death sentence. He should always assume. Yeah. Can we talk about how neat this bridge is, by the way? Like, really awesome, spooky environment. I really like yeah. it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I I forgot another detail of the, the curse. It's like, you go up the steps, and you if you count, it'll uh, stop on 14, and if you turn around, that's when you're drowned. Yeah. Or you're killed, or you're doomed, or whatever. But also, there is... So we brought this up before, and I don't remember what was the movie where the zombies were protecting the drugs, and it was oh Robo Vampire. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> in Robo Vampire, they had, and I had never seen this before, but they were um, blessings that they had like tacked to the fronts of the to the zombies. They, they never in text explain what that is. We just see it, and no, they we, talk we're about just it. Supposed to know. No, they talk about it. Really? She says it's. She says a throwaway line where she goes, "I should have never removed the." Uh, the spell is what oh, she specifically okay. says. And, like, she, like, reach Like, so she's walking across... One of the characters is walking across the bridge, reaches under and sees this, like, little piece of paper and takes it down. And it's just, like, one of these blessings to, like, remove curses or whatever or, like, prevent them or what have you. And she just kind of looks at it and is like, I guess I'll take this. Yeah, I mean, I must have missed it because, you know... It's quick and it's, tw- it's further toward the end. It's maybe, yeah. like, 10 or 15 minutes, 20 minutes before the end. She, like... They're all doing the yeah, exposition because I mean, they've got to explain some I of this an, shit. I, I was pretty sure what it was. Right, yeah, you, you can figure it out. Because also, we saw the Dallas priest earlier. He was doing like a... There was some a footage from a news report or he was talking about it. Yeah, it was one of her fellow news reporters were like sending... like They're like, look at this crazy shit we're investigating. This was like t- Team B of the like... That was a pretty cool scene though where, uh, where the dude's like... Where he's walking up the stairs and drops his phone. And like he can't turn around so he has to fucking walk his way backwards down fucking yeah. mossy slick stairs in order to get his fucking phone. Yeah. This is another thing to me. They go out of their way to show you the technology. At least to me, it's like they're waving it in front of the camera like, hey, take note. Siri responds to your voice without having to press a button or anything like that. It's like, specifically, to me, it's like they're just hitting me over the head with it. Like, look, look at all these timelines. Look at all the technologies there. Yeah, I knew it was separate, but like, so the the reporters in 2020, and then one of the cases, like, the majority of the movie takes place in 2016, and then there are some scenes that take place in 2012. I never made the 2012 connection at all until they, they actually, like, said it. 
And yeah, it pops up on the screen. Yeah, well, I think that's, that's well, yeah, intentional. that's the that's the twist. Yeah, I mean, it's because part, uh, it's certainly part of the twist. We don't know for sure, like because one of the characters carries over. Here. Because apparently, if you are the last survivor, you know, and uh, you're about to uh, you're about to get it. Well, I mean, this this is this is typical you for curses. The, you have the option. Somebody has to stay alive to continue like perpetuating the curse well, otherwise nobody would know about it everyone would just be dead and the candy man would just fade into memory yeah it's the course well, of the you curse you have the option of being the person that carries the curse, curse course. it's the curse course there's there's a bunch of really cool like set pieces where they're like oh this is going to be a death in this area or this is going to be like a super scary thing here like for instance there's a whole room dedicated to cosmetology like hair cutting and it's just fucking mannequin heads and mirrors and it's like hey you guys um you guys want to go to the specifically haunted building and get inside of the specifically haunted room? Those scenes are actually pretty sweet. Like, oh, you know what? He probably just wanted her to give him mm. some head. You know what I mean, like, oh, oh yeah, get head in the head room. Why? Why? <laughs> I think he was coming. Cheats is like, look, a head's a head and a hole's a hole. Great pun. Can confirm. <laughs> the scene was kind of cool because, like. They did all the right things with the mannequins and made them like made the the movements really choppy yes. and stuff like that. And also the mannequin heads, the slight twist. Oh yeah, and like you know, just the, you don't see the face, you just see the heads turn. The hair well, except shifts. in the rows, the row of the mannequin heads where the real head comes out. Yeah, of the end. that was cool. But like, they kind of ruin it a little bit because they put that fucking shutter camera effect during the mannequin. Yep. You see the cool mannequin like movement, but then they they put that shutter effect in there too to make it scarier and it's like it was good they overgolded. the ghost itself is so typical of it's the asian ghost story ghost that you've seen yeah. a thousand it's the times. grudge it's the ring or ringu or whatever it's, it's just a wet lady. Lo- it's long black hair <laughs> long white dress that's the wet, wet. Lady. it is yeah it's wet lady yeah she does have a gross muddy wet foot yeah of course dude we're we're making it. We're making the wet lady, and it's gonna be. We're gonna take tropes from every one of these fucking movies. Can't wait. But it's gonna. We're gonna do it scary movie style, with Damon Wayans. Philip's got a good point when he's talking about like the creepiness of the sets and the scenes because I think that is what is strongest in this movie. Like the bridge environment looks fucking great. When the guys in the bathroom, the bathroom's fucking gross. It's really creepy and dark. When the, all the sinks come on, when the bucket starts moving, like all those parts are really great. And then you see the ghost, and you're just kind of like, well, they just kind of fuck themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. So, like, when you see her just straight on, it's just like, eh. But then, like, the head out from, like, the mannequins we just said, like, that was creepy. Or Less is a, more in the yeah. situation. Or there's the, the scene where she's, like, upside down on the ceiling, yeah. and, like, her head turns around, and, like, that's creepy. But any point where she's, like, fully on the screen, it just kind of loses its effect. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and the thing is, they shoot around it a bunch until about the halfway point, and then they reveal it, and then they just keep revealing it. Which, that that's a risky move, uh, Cotton, and obviously it did not pay off. But, um... I would. I, it's interesting to me. Like we're pointing out all these very specific things from this movie, including the like, kind of unfortunate effects that they use, where it's just like, oh, that would have looked cool, except for you put a weird filter over it, and it looks like worse. This is basically just Silent Hill. Like Silent Hill made all these same mistakes and followed this exact fucking formula. Like, the really the only difference is like uh, the little girl that they use in that, she's dry, and she's a white lady. <laughs> and she's dry sometimes. 
<laughs> Dry White Lady, that'll be the sequel or prequel, possibly, to The Wet Lady. But yeah, they do a lot of the same things, and they succeed and fail in a lot of the same ways. It almost is like, it's almost as though somebody saw The Silent Hill and then made a different movie later. As a curse for us. One thing that <laughs> I want to make clear is that, like, I'm complaining about it, but actually, like, overall, I do like this movie. Yeah. And my complaints are not, like, it's bad, it's more like, it was so close to being really good. Yeah, the, and, the bones are there. The story is great. I mean, it's Asian ghost story. Like, <laughs> like I would like to see what movie comes out from the same director, like, later. Mm -hmm. And, like, I would like to think it'd be better because it's just so close on this. I'm being really good. This is a story you would see in an updated version of 100 Monsters. Yes, kind of. <laughs> or 100 Yokai or whatever. You know? That all to say, they, the people investigating the journalist and her cameraman who are investigating in 2020 of the 2016 murders eventually stumble into the fact that they were six people here during this thing instead of five which they, all the reports all of the evidence says five people died and those are the only people around those are the five people well that's those are the ones that died right so they're the ones that you know that were involved Right, but they obviously did not pour over this footage even at all because she yeah. noticed it after a few hours, or maybe an hour or something of like watching after it, and and sees in one of the camera shots there's six people, like they're exiting a door and one, two, three, four, five, six, like oh, so who the fuck is this person? So she starts getting out all the files. So really, all I had to do this whole time was be able to count to six. Well, six or fourteen. Whoa. She's like looking at all the like pictures that are hanging on the walls in this little area, like trying to find. Like, this group of people. And she finds it and kind of just unravels the rest of that mystery. Which, again, we see as she's unraveling it, they show it to us because they, like, quickly button up the 2016 story. Yeah. Like, so, show us uh, what all happened. In 2012, one of the girls uh, took the curse. And then four years later, she passes it on to a guy who, four years later, is the cameraman for this news team. Yes. And has brought them all there to die. I knew it was significant, but I didn't know what the fuck it meant. But they hint earlier on that the girl in 2016, who is the, like, one who carries the curse and is, like, gonna get them all killed, she is the one who chose to do this. But basically, through the use of, like, the telephone game, she basically fooled everyone else into thinking it was somebody else's idea. Like, everybody kept going, who the fuck's idea was this anyway? And everybody just keeps going, I don't know, it must have been that person or this person. And they don't really trust each other because there's like a love triangle thing going on. It's kind of a he said, she said situation of like, who did it? And it's like, she specifically manipulated them for that to be the case so that she could more easily make them all die of, I guess, drowning. Even though they definitely, some of them... <laughs> some of them had... had Hey, if you have a mostly crushed head and then you're going to get thrown in the water, cause a death drowning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Pre-existing condition. Doesn't, it's not covered <laughs> under your HSA. Terrible. <laughs> There's an ending scene where you see the, the full-on ghost and, like, she puts her hands on the... Like, it's, it's when she crushes his head, right? Oh, she's crushing the, the, the girl's head. Yeah, the dude doesn't get his head It's crushed. like, they use CG hands. Yeah. It's like... You Why not just use paint hands? hands? Or ju just real hands? Or even fake hands? Like, CG hands? You need some hands? I can get you some <laughs> hands. Everyone has hands! <laughs> I think in this case, there were hands there, and they just didn't like how they looked. Probably augmented them. Yeah, yeah they were just enhancing them with computer-generated graphics because of they looked at it and they're like, not good enough. Somebody's call at some point. And to me, it's like, I don't even care if they're just like, 
regular ass pink hands, skin, <laughs> f- flesh tone color hands would have looked better. They just do. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it took it out of it too much. Like, we don't. We didn't. These fucking it. hands were pissed though. They didn't look great. It's not that long. So now it's his job. He's bashed the previous uh, cursed girl's head in with a brick. So now he carries the curse. He's got to remove the spell. He's got to fucking find more people for the sacrifice. So at this point, um, he reveals himself as the as the monster to the news reporter woman, kills her, and then sets it up for the next group to who are I guess I just I guess just random volunteers and has uh, got him marching up the stairs. It's all gonna work out just like he needs. So yep. it's another sad ending from a foreign horror movie. No big surprise there. American horror movies have been picking that up too. So. Overall, I mean, I guess I guess it's time for the diggity scale. Diggity, diggity, I don't usually diggity get that scale. sad when it comes to ghost movies ending on a bummer because I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, there's a reason she's an evil ghost. She works hard at her ghosting. Maybe we should be rooting for her. You know, she had she got fucking attacked. You know, somebody's got to pay. <laughs> diggity scale. I'm going to give hashtag alive just enough diggity. And we'll give Bridge Curse a fair amount of diggity. I think those are fair scores. Somewhat generous scores, but also... I mean, these movies are for free on Netflix. I mean, not for free, but kind of for free. I mean, if you don't have a Netflix password, just hit us up on the podcast and I'll just give you mine. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) For very cheap, you can see these movies. And it's Halloween, so fucking come on. Get into the spirit. Come on, everybody's learning how. Yeah, I'm just Weather gonna... outside is weather. I'm going to go the same and kick it over to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm the exact same, too. I liked Hashtag Alive quite a bit. Uh, I don't know if it's supposed to be Hashtag Alive or Just Alive, but we joked about just constantly saying It's Hashtag, hashtag Alive. Yeah. but <laughs> Dude, it's got to be Hashtag Alive. Like, that's... What the fuck else could it possibly be called? Alive is about cannibalistic soccer teammates. Underground dwellers. Yeah, <laughs> I... I... <laughs> Overall, I don't think that it's like a must-see as far as zombie movies go, but I think it's really good, and I agree with Steven's point about it being like one of the only zombie movies I can think of that more points out like the isolation of a single person instead of like, here's how this group is dysfunctional. It's always a group. Yeah. It's It's always a group. Again, not always, but most often. Again, uh, I Am Legend with Will Smith. Very much about isolation. Like they spend a lot of time on isolation in that movie. So, so would you guys give it just enough and then fair amount? Yep, just enough for hashtag live and a fair amount. Yeah, for I'm right there with you guys. Rich curse, right there with you guys. Those are fair scores, and you know that because all of us agree, which does not happen too often. It's a shame that Bridge Curse wasn't better because, like you said, Chiefs, it's fucking close. Yeah, like there were just so many things things that just. Put it just under the bar, like like Dehart said. The fucking subtitles. That is such an easy fix. Yeah, nice big old fashioned yellow subtitles. Lazy. That are always on the bottom, and they you got can't a black turn stroke off, around no matter them. what. It's fucking perfect. You can't turn them off no matter what. I would have even preferred those shitty fucking subtitles that we got for fucking Tiger on Beat yes. than subtitles I couldn't read. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, the Tiger on Beat subtitles. Those were the ones that were like ninety percent inaccurate. Like, it wasn't even it what they like were doing. machine translated. And there were other subtitles underneath those subtitles, too. Yeah, there were sub-subtitles, yeah. Good good times, guys. Uh, definitely fucking... There's a shitload of horror movies for free. Just... It's... Do it. It's Halloween. Just Come do on. it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, I got two pieces of feedback. 
First one is from Jesse, and this is my cousin, Jesse, who I talked to last night. She said, me and my fiance have been listening to NPM basically every day we're in the car together. It's great when we get to a stoplight and people in other cars can hear you guys screaming at each other. <laughs> <laughs> we don't scream at each other that much. It's mostly just us <laughs> screaming at cheats. There's a serendipitous well, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to point out that exact instance that happened today. <laughs> yeah, that's just like maybe a few seconds on the whole uh, two hour long podcast. Then, or hour and if those two seconds happen to be when, when your windows are down and somebody pulls up to the side and you hear somebody call somebody else a fucking... It's a fucking loser! <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, she said that she's been going through and listening to uh, a bunch of the United Safer podcasts. So And that her, her and Emily both have just been like cramming on all the episodes, so... It's awesome. Yep. And well, thank you. Always good to hook in another person that we actually know and can trust their opinion. Yeah, I mean, she's always been kind of a, a consistent listener, but she's now getting caught up on a bunch of shit. So gotcha. she's like going through. Well, there are nearly four hundred episodes. Well, actually, three hundred at any given point. And our second piece of feedback comes from Chris Goodwin on Instagram, and he said, "Maniac Cop Two is definitely the best in the series." Hot take. I can attest to that. Yeah, I mean, it starts going downhill. Yeah. Is it a hot take? Oh, I don't know. Three is still three is still fun. I've seen the first two only, so between the two, the second one is extraordinarily balls to the wall. Like some of the stunts that they do are just nuts. So it's forgetting about anything else. They obviously went hard on that aspect, and it deserves praise for that. If if nothing else, and also they expanded on all the previous like, really hardcore scenes, like him getting attacked in the prison shower and, like, all these scenes that we already got, we got the extended versions of. They did use the same trick from the first movie. We saw the cool shit from the first movie. <laughs> all right, guys. If you want to tell your friends about us, they can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, TuneIn, pretty much any other major podcast platform. If you want to hit us up with some feedback, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Motion Picture Meltdown or on Twitter at MPM Podcast. Uh, check out some other podcasts from United Cypher, like uh, Edge of the World Broadcast or the Curly Mustache Podcast. You can also go back and listen to older episodes of the Music Video Countdown, a Fallout Forecast, Talks Over Games, uh, Anime Alphabet. Uh, if you want to listen to some podcasts from friends of ours, you can check out Nerdonomy, uh, The Whiskey Reel, Sorry to Waste Your Time, and Code Yellow, a Scare Actors podcast. I've been one of your hosts, Stephen the Rest Rosenberg. Kill the Kill Cheats the Streets McGee. And Hart, the wet lady. <laughs> and we'll see you next time.